episode 26. We, uh, I personally have some very bad news. I tell him, just tell him. <sighs> Done it again. I fucking, I don't know what happened. Uh, I lost some of the files to the Rio app. God damn it. So, Fuck Emilio. We just got another voice chat. Voice chat. Voice, voice chat. chat. Damn, another voice chat. You're stuck with us again. Hell yeah. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an app for you. We have the Rio Vera Newton app for you. Yeah. If, you are, if you aren't familiar with Rio, um, she isn't. She is the self-described resident skincare nerd at New York Mag's The Strategist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's famous for uh, writing up this. What's become like, there's it's not an actual Google Doc, yeah. but it's a Google Doc she would send to her friends. But right. over time, it's evolved on um, thestrategist.com. Yeah. Um, but she's got two of them. And she's got um, a book coming out that we wanted to talk to her yeah. about um, called Let's Face It, uh, Secrets of a Skincare Obsessive. Yeah. So... We won't keep you long. We have nothing to really talk about right now. <laughs> uh, so we'll just, like, without further ado, here's Rio. Get into it. So Rio, welcome yep. to the Happy Dewey to Dudes um, podcast. Thank you guys the so network. much for having me. What a treat! What a delight! Yeah, it's how's it how's it going? How how has it been? You know, <laughs> we just finished Strategist uh, Black Friday Cyber Monday, which oh, yeah. is like kind of our Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm pretty exhausted, honestly. Do you have to whip out a bunch of articles? Not a bunch. It's just. It's kind of the most like admin day I have at Strat because it's very much like we post these giant articles and then we spend the whole day making sure all the prices are right, mm-hmm. deleting anything that sells out, adding stuff as it comes in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. But it was fun. It's, so you're, it's cool. So you're part of that process, like yeah. having to fact, fact check in real time Damn. to make sure that things are still available. Yeah. Still that yeah. Pride, wow. My relationship uh. with the strategist has changed a lot because initially I I went from being someone that was, you know, a freelance writer that wrote once a week, it increased it twice a week, then I became a contracted freelancer for them and eventually they were like I think it just makes sense for you to come on as a full mm-hmm. staff writer. So now I am at Strat full time and I'm very much a part of all of the kind of like editorial and e-commerce conversations and it's great. It's really fun. Wow. Yeah. I know you have your own column. Yes. Yes. Which, you know, I have some of your tabs pulled up right now. Um, I thought it was very serendipitous that uh, I was, as I was lighting my diptyque candle, because I just re-upped on one. Good. Um, I opened up your dead <laughs> oh, on yeah, diptyque. The dupe and other tiktok famous candles and i have a question for you please yeah um because i'm very offline um sort of no, with, with tiktok especially with tiktok. what are you with talking TikTok about you make the spiciest memes yeah you're really online <laughs> um but i'm not i'm not Just on TikTok, not tiktok but i was yeah. wondering um so this uh mahogany apple candle i know Isn't right the one that smells chaos? like draco <laughs> like this is all right here's here's a little backstory here because you know i love to make things about me um <laughs> I used to, my sister used to say I looked like Draco Malfoy. I can honestly see that. Really? It used to piss me off because I was like, no, that motherfucker is ugly as hell. I do not look like him. I do not want to be him at all. eat it up. But then now I'm reading your article and it sounds like people are obsessed with Draco. First of all, he's a handsome man. Yeah. But second of all, Gen Zers are obsessed with him for some reason, which... (laughs) I found really interesting because you remember how there was that whole conversation about how millennials are obsessed with Harry Potter and how it's like, mm-hmm. like kind of this, yeah, how it's like <laughs> lame and dated and you it, it really shows your age if you're yeah. into Harry Potter. 
But I guess yeah. in the past couple of months, there's been like this resurgence where all of these youth are obsessed with Draco Malfoy and they film these really intense like role play videos about him. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at any of the TikToks I linked to in that article, but mm -mm, they're no. really, really yeah. frightening and just mystifying. No, I'm. Where do you think that obsession comes yeah. from? I have no idea, and I think that this is like the million-dollar question, right? Where do these obsessions form from yeah. with Gen Zers? Like, or, it's so hard to trace. Maybe it started as like a, a troll of like millennials, but then it like took off as like a sincere thing. That's kind of what I was thinking, like a subversion of yeah. the things that they were kind of like claiming of us, but. Right. I don't know. It's really interesting and so weird. TikTok is just, it's a beast of its own. Yeah. And I think the key to it is trying not to think about it too much. Mm. <laughs> like just allowing the comedy and the weirdness of it all to just take over and explode into this thing that you can't trace. Yeah. Do right. you post on TikTok? Very rarely. I'm, okay. I am more of a voyeur, but I have posted like a couple of times. And can I tell you something? It's really hard. Yeah, you haven't had a, a post blow up? Not really, no. I've had a post get like multiple hundreds. That's of like Oh, nice. okay. That... But I have are they, never... are they skincare related? Yeah, I tried to get, okay. I tried to kind of infiltrate TikTok skincare. But, you know, it's like, I found myself spending like a good two hours like filming and <laughs> editing these videos yeah it's hard work yeah i tried making a tiktok video one day and it, it i had spent like six hours and at the end of it i was like what am i this is bad yes, it's not even you. like good like, and then you look at it and you're like what the fuck yeah. did i just do for two hours exactly i've like at by the end i've I lost like all done my laundry <laughs> yeah no it's a it's a tiktok's definitely a beast that we're that we're we're thinking of but we're scared to dive into Yes. I mean, I think you guys should do it. I think you have the chops for it. Oh, oh I don't know. Too sweet. We should. <laughs> but uh, I think it's like, well, my favorite kind of um, uh, TikTok, I guess talks are called, right? Talks? I didn't even know um, Are the ones where you can't tell, like, where you, it's, you know, they're like cringe. Like the point is that they are like cringe worthy mm -hmm. in that like they make you feel like secondhand embarrassment. And you're wondering if that's by accident or on purpose but it's it's actually intentional, and I think that's a, it's a really weird kind of like um, form of comedy that I don't think millennials are capable of doing. Whereas I Gen Z, totally like they'll, agree. They'll know, they'll, they'll know how to make the faces. They'll know how to put like the tongue outside the mouth, and they'll say something like just really off the cuff. <laughs> and like you think like oh like you're being embarrassing, but like no, they they know that they're coming off that way. It's just so many layers to it. Um, yeah, and like I love those TikToks. I just think that they have this way of tapping into this like hyper specific state of being that you didn't even ever realize you felt like mm. those TikToks that are like when you go to school after watching a movie and you've just completely adopted an entire character's personality. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like yeah. all of those yeah. weird things you didn't even realize that other people did. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one that I saw the other day. Oh, it was something it had something to do with the movie theater. Um, where like you see someone hold their breath, you see a main character hold their breath for a certain amount of time, and then you hold your breath. It's kind of like that. So yeah, stupid. It's, like, it's like revisiting your childhood. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's a distinction, like speaking of skincare TikTok, mm -hmm. um, between how millennials and Gen Z engages with it? And I feel like it's so funny now we're talking about Gen Z. I feel like remember when everyone used to talk so much about millennials? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And now it's just like I overnight, know. no one gives a shit yeah. at all. And now we're like Irrelevant. the old fucks talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that truly Gen Z has this like insatiable curiosity. And I think that that's paired when it's paired with a platform like TikTok that delivers these kind of like bite-sized, super digestible pieces of information. Mm -hmm. And it's allowed skincare on TikTok to just thrive and explode. Like, think about it. If you were trying to learn what hyaluronic acid was two years ago, you would have to read six long form articles. <laughs> now mm -hmm. you go on TikTok, it's 60 seconds explained in the easiest possible way. And people are yeah. able to finally like retain this information, especially younger people who are on it. So it's why they're getting so smart, especially about, you know, cosmetics and chemistry and things like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really insane seeing like how much they know. But yeah, I guess it is a product of like having the internet, having had the internet your whole life and then having a platform like TikTok where you, like you said, can just digest it in a couple seconds. Yeah. I think, yeah. Also, you can't really bullshit Gen Zers. They're too yeah. smart no. and they're too it's, quick and they're insanely perceptive. Yeah. It's kind of, it kind it's, of makes me feel sad. Not sad. But they're feel a little like impressionable yeah. too, you know? Like, That's I remember true. when there was all these, yeah. like, there was some, like, all right, I'm, I'm stealing a joke from Twitter, but someone said, uh, like, remember all the 28 year olds comedians being like, oh, the teens are all right when they would post some, like, socialist memes <laughs> or something, or it's like socialist oh, TikToks. Yeah. Like, now all of a sudden they're like, like, accidentally, like, posting really like fascist <laughs> like really fucked up tiktok videos but like they don't understand it because it's like all right this little fad was over like it's no longer cool to be like to learn about like uh lenin let's move on to uh, i don't know um mussolini or something i don't know what the fuck but oh yeah it also so just, really impressionable too it changes and evolves so fast yeah. and i think that's what's so overwhelming and i think strategist millennial i mean strategist gen z content does so well because i think a large chunk of our readers are like mystified millennials and they're mm. just trying mm. to understand Gen Z, whether it's buying a present for a, you know, teen sister that they have, mm. or whether it's just like trying to understand who Emma Chamberlain is. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have no idea. No who idea that, who that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? she is a YouTuber. Very, okay. very popular okay. YouTuber. What, what kind of YouTube does she do? Like vlog. Mm content and she also does kind of like fashion vintage shopping content okay, okay. but you know she has like a partnership with louis vuitton now <laughs> it's insane <sighs> they all, they it's have, cool they and, and, and that's not bag. to say that it's not incredibly well deserved i'm just saying <laughs> yeah, like no, right, for so long there were these boundaries between what was acceptable in kind of this like new york fashion scene mm -hmm. and what was not mm -hmm. and for a long time i think youtubers were left out of that yeah. And Gen Z has really just like blurred these lines mm -hmm. in a way that I think is really awesome. Yeah, they've like taken yeah. full advantage of the tools that they have, which is totally uh, right. I feel like um, it's kind of funny. I had a conversation with someone about uh, like the weight that being in New York carries from from like um, like a subconscious point of view if you're like an audience member or a reader or viewer or whatever if you know someone's in new york or in their la it kind of carries a little bit of weight in doing something even if you're just bullshitting around but i think you're right like the kind of the, the tools that gen z are using to create to be creators that kind of demystifies that and that you can be a hiram in hawaii and it makes a lot of sense totally yeah. In, yeah um yeah it's, i mean it's especially wild. Oh. now more than ever you know, yeah. right. like what good does being, you know, in downtown New York, you know, you know my mom asks <laughs> me that now. every day. Yep. Um, your mom asked you that. I was like, what are you still doing there? You know, what are you, what are you holding on to? But I get I that love to spend a lot of money daily. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, since this is a skincare podcast, should we get into a quick skincare segment in which we have you run down your current routine? And I know you talk about it all the time. So it could be, maybe you can just like pick out a few of your favorite, like newer products that you've been using or whatever you want to do. It's up to okay, you. Okay, yeah. PM. Yeah. I mean, the truth of the matter is that my routine, as I'm sure you guys had assumed, is mm -hmm. such a revolving door. Yeah. I think especially right now, because the thing about staying at home all the time is I feel like I now have this willingness to experiment with things that I maybe necessarily wouldn't have done so before mm -hmm. um, out of fear of having a reaction or not being sure if my skin was going to like it. Um, so now I've kind of just been like going wild and trying a lot of stuff, I think, especially with retinols. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I just bought the Shawnee Darden retinol yesterday. I don't know if you guys have ever read anything about it, but I bought it on Cyber Monday and I'm so no. excited about it. Uh, can it you tell is us a like, bit? Yeah, it's just like a very, very, um, she's an esthetician and she's a celebrity esthetician in Los Angeles. And oh. she has a really, really great kind of no bullshit philosophy. And she's very, very direct mm -hmm. in a way that I think like perhaps some people would say comes off as like standoffish, but I actually <laughs> find it so 
helpful. And I love when people don't really like beat around the bush. They just tell it like it is. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so she created this retinol and she was basically like, why is everyone so scared of retinol? Everyone's annoying. They're mm. pissing me off. They have this idea that retinol is going to destroy their skin, even though it's one of the most helpful ingredients you can mm. incorporate into your routine. So I'm going to try and create one that is the most kind of effective yet gentle. Um, mm. Obviously, I'm talking up this product I haven't even tried yet. I'm just so excited about <laughs> yeah. it because I've just read so much about it. Yeah. But um, that sponsored is, alert. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> is it still on that sale? is on that is on the next up. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I've tried recently. Do you know what I have really been liking? Do you guys know who Caroline Hirons is? Caroline Kawa? You no, know? not Caroline. Uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Caroline Hirons no. is another um, esthetician and oh, like skin influencer. Okay. And she put out this double cleanse kit with Pixie. So it's sold at Target. And I think it's only like $28, maybe less. And it's this dual um, one side's a cleansing balm and one side's a cleansing cream. So okay. you have both steps in like one kit and it's so easy to like chuck in your bag or chuck in whatever if you're going, yeah. you know, upstate, visit your family or whatever. And I think it's just one of those products where the ingredients are so great. It's so easy to use. And, you know, who doesn't like when things are just delivered for them? And it's just two things yeah. in this one thing. And the thing about I've said thing like five times, but the problem with double cleansing is people are always sort of mystified by the notion that, you know, you need to go out and buy two products in order to get an effective cleanse. Mm -hmm. And I think that right. it's so cool to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Wow. We really don't know anything about um, these uh, lines by estheticians, but I have been trying to get into that more because I feel like they really know obviously what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's a really, really cool community of people who just really want to teach followers mm -hmm. more. And I think that education in social media has become like this thing that has kind of taken over the internet in a way that I'm really proud of. Um, I just feel like skincare communities are prioritizing education in a way that maybe a lot of... Um, I, in a way that maybe hadn't been done before in the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and you're, you're part of that education Absolutely. now. Well, you have been for the strategist, but uh, definitely with your book coming out, um, let's face it, Secrets of a Skincare Obsessive, um, you know, without letting the cat out the bag <laughs> uh, about the secrets, because, you know, we'll wait for people to buy yeah. and read those so they can, can we talk around them? Like, are there, like, what kind of myths are, are you demystifying things? Are you... Um. Yeah. What can we What can we expect There's, without yeah. spoiling anything? Okay. Well, full disclosure: this is the first time I'm ever talking about the book as it's been finished. Oh, is it okay? No, can no, we do no. That? Of course, of course. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, but I just wow. wanted to give that kind of um, note because. I'm still kind of figuring out how to talk about it. You know, when yeah. you're so involved in a project and then suddenly you're outside of it and you're reflecting on it and you're like, what the mm -hmm. fuck just happened? Like, what were those two years of my life yeah. where I was like constantly researching, constantly writing? But um, yeah, I guess it just, it happened because I think as skincare enthusiasts, and I'm sure you guys relate to this, all the time you'll be looking at something and you're like, what is this ingredient? What does it mean? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people feel embarrassed to admit that they don't understand things and they don't know things, mm, yeah. especially if you are like a proclaimed enthusiast. But I truly feel like there's absolutely no shame in asking questions. And um, you'll laugh because I think this is like the origin story of so many things in my life. But over the years, I would whenever I did any research about, you know, what snail mucin was, what hyaluronic acid was, whatever, I would take notes in my phone and, or in Google Docs. And it just grew and grew. I think the first note I ever wrote was like, salicylic acid equals BHA, glycolic acid, lactic acid equals AHA. And it yeah. grew and it grew. And now, you know, those kinds of things come to me super naturally. Mm -hmm. But at the time, 
I had, I had to revisit these pages and the only way I was able to retain this information was the fact that I had this outline of things that I could constantly revisit. Yeah. So when a literary agent reached out to me and she was like, would you ever be interested in writing a book about skincare? Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I've been working on this list for years. I think that other people could benefit from it being published. And mm, also mm. the strategist is obviously an amazing platform, but it's a very singular format platform mm, of like mm. e-commerce. So I realized like there were so many little tips and tricks that I had never really shared in a kind of direct way like that. So I decided I wanted to put it in a book and then the only thing that it was missing really was like beautiful illustrations yeah. and like easy to understand charts that just like made it even simpler. Mm -hmm. So yes. And as far as tips and tricks go, I'm trying to think of like a really simple one. Um, okay. Whenever I get a product, uh, the first thing I do is I take a Sharpie and I write the open date on the back of it. Oh, oh that's whoa. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, oh. yeah, I think, a lot of figuring out whether your product is old or not has to do with kind of like texture or smell or consistency, mm -hmm. but right. there's a difference between whether the texture looks different after four months or whether the texture looks different after four years. Mm -hmm. Cause it could just be you're, you know, you're not storing it properly or, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, or it could be just really, really old, but it's important to make note of that so you can understand whether it's okay to use or not. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's a perfect uh, tip because <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm always dealing with shit that because we've like started this page like two years ago and people kept sending us stuff and you don't want to feel wasteful. Yeah. yeah. And you're also like, like when did I open this? How old yeah. is this? Oh, yeah. Like Have, where did I get this from? Yeah. And you, and what it's the rule of thumb like, all right, what it, I, I'm sure it differs depending on product. Yeah. And like how you're storing it, of course. But like is there like a rule of thumb of like how when should something be thrown out? You know, like. Yeah, I mean, I really do kind of gauge by, as I said, kind of like consistency and stuff. With vitamin C, of course, there's mm -hmm. that rule of thumb where the color will change for yeah. L-ascorbic acid. Mm -hmm. So if you buy it and it's clear and then you open it up and it's brown, then it's it's oxidized and it's done. I yeah. See. yeah. Okay. But um, with sunscreen and stuff like that, you know, I've opened sunscreens and it's just come out and looked like a whole ass different product. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's done. Oh, no. This has got to go. Um, that reminds me about vitamin C because I read that you, I, I think it was in your second Google Doc, you included the timeless vitamin C ferulic acid. Mm -hmm. And have you used that since they changed the packaging? No, I saw your note about that. <laughs> and I think that that's so interesting because I know that they got the airtight packaging, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm wondering why it would be less effective. Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, I haven't looked at the difference in the because I still have an old bottle from the the old packaging, but so I don't know if the formula is different at all. But um, yeah, I just feel like it's it 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 ran out quick. It just like went bad much quicker, mm. like instantly, and kind of turned like a dark orange. And it was just like, what a um, bummer. Yeah, I don't know. And that used to be like my go to. Yeah, uh, it's a really C. great vitamin C. Yeah, so I'm on the hunt for something else now. If you got any recs, but um, I mean, I love that that <laughs> that vitamin C has ferulic in it because yeah. that also helps with its potency, and it also should help it stay good for longer. Yeah. Um, but interesting. Yeah, I'll keep my I'll keep my eyes peeled. I definitely do. I love the beauty stat vitamin okay. C. I don't know if you've tried it. I have not, but um, I will. it's really cool, and it's it's ascorbic acid, but it's um. It's like a uh, cream almost. Okay, mm. that sounds and nice. it's great. It's in airtight packaging, and I've had it for a while now, and it still works wonderful. So I think you should try it. It's pretty yeah, intense. Yeah. Like okay. I know that beauty stat, beauty stat, yeah, beauty stat. Um, beauty stat. It's pretty intense. I know a lot of people who have really sensitive skin have said that they don't really like it. But okay. I mm. I don't tend to have a lot of sensitivity towards vitamin okay. C, which I'm lucky because yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah, I haven't. I've found that I've yeah, I'm pretty I'm not too sensitive to vitamin C. But um, before I forget, I want to go back to sorry, I'm hopping all over the place. To no, the no, don't worry. Quick. 
Um, because it sounds like look, it's right I mean, here. It sounds like it came about. Oh, look at it! There oh, we go. Oh, there it is <laughs> in the flesh. Damn! All right, um, that's the uh, that's the screenshot yeah. right there. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> plug it. Uh, it sounds like it came about very naturally. So, do you feel like did you have any big fears going into like the creation pro putting it all together? I can't tell you how scared I was. Um, <laughs> I have never been so just profoundly petrified by anything I've done in my <laughs> professional career. Um, I ha I'm so lucky that my best friend in the world is a book editor and he mm. really, really just like held my hand throughout the entire process. And I remember calling him after the agent had, after my first meeting with this agent. And I said to him, I was like, do you think I can do this? And he kind of took a second and he was like, yeah, I think you can. <laughs> he wasn't 100% oh, sure. He was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't 100% sure, but then he really thought about it. And he was like, yeah, I think you can. I think it's going to be really hard. Um, a lot of people take book leave when they're writing books, which is time mm -hmm. off of work. Yeah. Um, I did not. So I was still working my nine to five mm -hmm. while also kind of like carving out time to do research and write. A strategist was incredibly kind um, with me kind of time managing, but it was a lot and it was really scary. And books are really, really different than digital media. Yeah. Like, you, like, you know, my editor will hit me up and she'll be like, hey, we need something in 45 minutes. Can you write it? And I'll mm -hmm. write it. And if I last minute catch a mistake, no worries. All good. You know, mm -hmm. books, right. like this isn't going to be out until March. Yeah. Still, like it's such a long process and also there's like a level of prediction to it right you're predicting what the world is going to be like in march which especially these days yeah you're like what does that look like what are people going to want to read what are what are what's content people are going to want to have at yeah. that time um so it was really really scary but ultimately incredibly rewarding mm-hmm mm -hmm. Do you think all right, in writing it, because it it's like you're the skincare obsessive and it's your relationship to skincare. Um, do you ever wonder like how do you ever get um, anxious that, you know, you're, you're speaking to someone whose relationship is entirely different, but then you find comfort and you're like, oh, well, this is my story. But you're also trying to be like uh, trying to help along the way, you know, because I totally. think about the, the, the infamous Google Doc. And those are the things that helped you, but you found out that by setting this out and then having all these, um, having all these strat articles and updating them with, mm -hmm. with your, the list of products, you know, it's this kind of like ever changing thing. And so then now you have, um, this book that's not so you can't really change. You can't edit it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, strategist is interesting because it's such a first person format. Um, so I have always kind of like created content under sort of the ethos of this is my perspective, this is my skin type. And it's also why I started interviewing people more for the strategist because I could only really speak to mm -hmm. one skin type, obviously, and that was my own. I would always include notes about whether, you know, friends and family of different skin types who have tried the product um, liked it. But it's also why, yeah, I started interviewing more people because I wanted to just get as many different perspectives on products. Um, another thing is, for the longest time, I didn't have a beauty editor as my editor. I had just like a, a New York Magazine strategist editor. Her name's Katie. She's one of my dearest friends. But, And I think that it's almost why things worked so well is because every article I was basically trying to convince her to give a shit about beauty and she doesn't. Yeah. So if I had successfully done it, she'd be like, this is a great article. Even I want to buy this yeah. or this is yeah. a great article. You know, I really learned something and I never thought I'd care about this. Um, so I think that also, you know, I started writing for the strategist when I was 22 23. So I was really still kind of fine tuning my own writing skills. And mm. I think I really learned how to connect with people who both are obsessed with beauty and it's, it's their favorite thing in the world or people who really just like don't care about it and yeah. try and get them interested. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of, it's hard when um like 
for example, talking about this like podcast or like the, this meme thing we've created, uh, and trying to find like the thing that would like latch someone into like like why it's funny without because you don't want to explain a joke, but like or yeah. explaining yeah. you know um, kind of the the niche element or like this the skincare element of it, um, but while trying to convey like, hey, look, you know this. There's, there's actually something you can learn from this too. I don't know, but, um, no, but I think that you guys do such a good job of that as well. Like, I think what you guys do is you, you break down things in a really, really simple, easy way. Skincare is so confusing. No one wants to be confused anymore. You know, I'm I'm still so confused. It's so confusing. Okay. And here's my number one thing. When I was in school, and I don't know if, again, if maybe you guys can feel me on this. When I was in school, I was so fucking scared to admit that I didn't understand stuff. And that's why (laughs) I think I didn't do well in certain classes is because I was too scared Mm -hmm. to raise my hand and be like, hey, I actually don't get that. Can you explain that again? So as I started working in skincare and as I started working in, you know, a world which is, it's a science-based industry. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never going to just not ask the question. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm yeah. never going to pretend I understand something that I don't. And I will never tell anyone that a question they ask me is too stupid because <laughs> mm, yeah. it's not, there's no dumb questions. Well, um, well that's, that's funny. Oh, wait, sorry, Amelia, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, cause when you, when, when you started talking about the book, um, and like when you're starting to create your, your notes, your outline of ingredients and things that you want to retain, yeah. you know, we, we do that a little bit in preparation for this podcast, because I think what's actually really great about, um, about what, what this what is, is because like, we know, but we like, don't like, we don't, I don't want to like people to think that like, yeah. we're some chemist or some, you know, esthetician level, dermatologist level, like Hiram people yeah. who know this shit. We are trying to so learn. Like, when you, we are trying to learn. Like that's like yeah. part of the beauty of it. Cause it's like, Oh, we get to talk to people like you yeah. and figure these things out. That way it becomes more like holistic than just very nitty gritty. But mm-hmm. like people prefer nitty, they prefer like the granular stuff. And it's funny when you're looking on a glossary of skincare terms and you, you read like an ingredient and it literally says the same shit as the thing right below it. Like, you know, it's humid. It's, it's a, it's moist. It's a great moisturizing agent. It's X, Y, and Z, but it's like, okay, well, when do I use it? What do I pair it with? Like where, what's it's, it's confusing. It's so confusing. Yeah. And I remember, especially with like humectants and stuff like that, I was like, what (laughs) is the difference? What's the difference? And I remember I hired um, for the book, I hired Sophie Pavitt, who you should have on the podcast. She's a legend. And this doctor who she's a dermatologist, her name is Dr. Loretta, and she has that brand. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just sit there and ask them the same question over and over and over again until I actually understood it. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, can you try and explain it in a different way? And right. they would. And and I think that there's absolutely no shame in that. And yeah. I th- it's like uh, trying to... Yeah. I was just thinking it's like a try, it's like trying to get like a like some fintech bro like trying to explain to you what the blockchain is. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> <It's> like, an- <laughs> Emilio likes that one. Emilio's really into Bitcoin. Sorry. <laughs> it's it, it it was ironic at first and then there's money to be made. <laughs> but you know, like with a with a skincare by Hiram, who I think mm-hmm. is wonderful. And again, as I've said so many times on this podcast already, like anything that's promoting education, I'm into. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's so smart and I think he does such a great job of editing and everything. Having said that, I think that a lot of people misinterpret things he says. Okay. Um and that's okay, okay. What, what, that's like what an example bothers of that. me. Hiram is very clear that like this is his opinion. Yeah, and this yeah. is just how he feels. And so the like fragrance bashing thing. Mm, yeah. Right. Like when the Fenty Beauty, I mean, when the Fenty skin stuff came out and everyone was like, I'm not going anywhere near that. There's fragrance in that. Mm-hmm. You know? And Hiram has said, even in his own reviews of skincare with fragrance, like I personally, my skin can't handle fragrance. However, it's a small percentage of people that have bad reactions to fragrance. Right. Mm-hmm. So my issue is the other day, someone called me and told me their little sister was going through all of their products and just chucking out everything that has fragrance in it. Oh and I'm like, so that yeah, is the Hiram so effect. I and love I, and it. But I'm like, Hiram wouldn't even want you to do that. No, like, right, no. It's so silly because it's like people, my thing is like, if you've been using something and 
it's working for your skin, you haven't had a bad reaction, you can keep using it. If someone, even if someone yeah. else doesn't like it, even if someone respected in the skincare community doesn't love it, that's okay. Um, sure, you can think about it differently, but you don't need to throw it out. It's so wasteful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like just yeah really don't listen. They just you know see somebody with the platform and like assume or like throw out those comments that they make before like Hiram being like this is just my opinion. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only kind of like caveat that I have found with. The- it's like a residual effect yeah. though of it all. You know, yeah, definitely. It's like he's not intending to, but even though he knows that his his opinion carries a lot of weight too, um, <laughs> and so. Because it carries a lot of it carries a lot of um, um, money. No, money with it along too. So like, I don't know. It's I don't true. know. Um, what, are, um, what uh, what product lines are you uh, excited about coming out and trying? Have you guys tried the Pharrell skincare? No, Dude, no, they hate us. No, what? They, 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 really? They, no, they don't. They, oh. they just don't know about <laughs> us. No, did this hand? It was sold out, but um, and we didn't yeah. get a PR package. But no, um, Fenty sent us one. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. all right, go off. But um, no, for us. Have you guys had any brand beefs yet? Uh, um, have not we? personally. No, no, we kind of um. Oh, I feel awful. I feel like we're like sometimes we censor ourselves. That's bad. What do you mean? We shouldn't be doing that. We should be no. authentic ourselves. I when mean, we like make a meme, we're like, man, we're gonna piss some people oh, off. Oh yeah, this. yeah. Or we're gonna piss off a brand, or like, um, I think we we're gonna make one comment about uh, Estee Lauder, um, but they were like, oh shit, they own everything. Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah, the, and, and so, they will come for you. Yeah. They should yeah. come for yeah. me. So we're like, no. <laughs> oh really? Oh, they came for you? Ooh, no, 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 no. They, oh. They've never come for me, thankfully. But you oh, know, okay. it's true. It's true. You do gotta kind of keep your wits yeah. about you with those sort of things. Mm. Yeah. So we don't have any. Yeah, brand beef. What about you? I have never. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I have, but no, I don't think so. But it, there's there's been some historic. You know what though? Actually. I, biology kind of came for me once. Really? Uh, oh, how come? I love how easy it rolls yeah. off your tongue. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's a real head right there. No, this is me. I, I took it personally. I took it personally, and, and they, they didn't mean to because they're so chic and French and bitchy. But they, you know what <laughs> I mean? Love to see um, it. Yeah. They're like, who's this trash person? Uh, they, are very particular about their kind of like relationship to e-commerce okay. um, because okay, okay. they, they I mean, I don't know what their deal is anymore, but historically, you know, they only sold at spas. Spas, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so you would have to shop on like Shop Rescue Spa in order to buy Biologique. And I remember approaching them and being like, hey, please let me know, like if you guys ever come on to any like e-commerce platforms, I work for the uh. strategist, I'd love to like cover you guys, like any sales stuff, whatever. And they were like, First of all, we don't do sales. Second of all, <laughs> we have no interest in being an e-commerce affiliate with you. And they like literally like turned my back, their back to me. Damn. Um, but yeah. that was they will be once we start trashing them. You know, their sales go down. Um, yeah, when, I heard you on. Um, I heard you on um, How Long Gone, and you were giving a little um, a little info about P50. We oh, had yeah. a caller on our hotline last yeah. week. Um, Asking about our opinions of P50, and we uh, we've yeah, never we used it. So we might what, do you like. You guys have uh, never used it. No, that's I crazy. Should, I know, I know. Um, that's I'm because this um, because it's uh, this is this is it's, <laughs> well, well, this podcast it's a grift. So um, no, um, yeah, we haven't used it yet, but we're gonna try it. Yeah. But I, I, your opinion on it really, it really resonated, and I hope the caller who called in listening, is listening yeah. because. You said, and maybe you can say it in your own words again, is that you get drunk on power with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thing about P50 is it really, really is one of those products that will make a noticeable difference in your skin fast. Okay. Um, it's why it has reached this holy grail status. Um, it works. There's kind of like no other way around mm-hmm. it. It really does. Um, having said that, people use it so much mm. i have a friend that was using it every single time she got out of the shower okay oh, and the truth is if you go and you see a biologique esthetician they will tell you to mm. do the same thing yeah. um which i don't know the thing is 
you just got to listen to your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the ingredient list of P50, you know, it's a really, really strong exfoliant. It is. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, now that I actually have a better concept of um, ingredients and how they interact with my skin, I use P50 like once every two weeks, maybe. Okay. Once a month. Yeah, I saw somewhere maybe. that you do, you exfoliate twice a week tops. Yeah, I, I that I don't even really do anymore. I had struggled with consistent breakouts for so long. And I really realized in the maybe the last two years or so that it had so much to do with over exfoliation. And I mm-hmm. think that that is a huge problem in the skincare community, like that red um, ordinary serum that you oh, guys mentioned the, oh, the yeah. other day. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are people, obviously, so that TikTok exploded. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, whoa, this is like a crazy cool peel. It works really well. This girl was raving about it. It sold a ton of bottles because yeah. of that TikTok, like crazy amounts. Yeah. And then there were all of these follow up TikToks of people being like, I burned my skin. <laughs> um, you know, like I'm, I'm breaking yeah. out even worse, all this stuff, because the problem with exfoliators in particular is they're one of those products that you will notice a change. And I sympathize with people who want to keep using it as much as possible, because when you see something Mm -hmm. works, you're like, Oh, I got to keep using it. When the reality of a product that's strong is that you really should pace yourself and that the results are so much better if you just do them every so often versus like all the time. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I got told that when I was like going, I, I went. Oh, um, yeah. I went ham. There's a bold term <laughs> on uh, with uh, the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. Yeah, that's another. You know, because yeah. it was like, oh, oh the thing is, they bake in the word daily into it. You're like, oh fuck, I got to use these every yeah. day, and then you find out. Like, you go to an esthetician, they go, no, those are great. Like, but you can use them maybe like once a week, and especially if you have sensitive skin. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, also here, why don't you like start yourself on a low dose of retinol, retinol yeah. so you can build up the strength in your skin to be able to tolerate exfoliators like that. Yeah. Um, so that's where I was at. I need to get on retinol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just thinking about it. He's like, damn. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I go through real like retinol phases, which is truly not the way to do it. Um, but right now you're I'm supposed to be like addicted to it for the rest of your life. Right. You're supposed to be like, <laughs> yeah, that's what they tell you. That's what they try to sell you on. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, it's retinols are wonderful and they're like such a cool ingredient and the science behind it's really interesting and it's, it's definitely one of those products again that just works it really does work mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. know with a prescription strength retinol there is a period of time where your skin's adjusting to it and that's the thing that everyone's so scared of as i said yeah. earlier like people are really really terrified of that adjustment period where your skin is red and it's flaky and it hurts a little bit you know it's yeah. tender um but it's worth it, especially now, because like, what's everyone doing? Now's the perfect no. time to right, do right it. Out. So who, who are you seeing? Yeah, yeah. if who you're a little saying? flaky on the Zoom, who cares? Yeah, you know? no, you know, no perfect. one notices that. Yeah, I feel like I look really red right you do now. Look really I think my pipes, <laughs> no. my pipes, my pipes are really hot. You know, like, this, uh, that's a whole entire different topic. Anyway, <laughs> my apartment's like a fucking sauna. It's, yeah, um, mine's the opposite. Mine's frigid. Oh man! Well, you're you're in beautiful Greenpoint. I'm in beautiful Greenpoint, yeah. Wow. Um, but I have a lot of um drafts. Oh yeah. Do you have a lot of window, a lot of windows, a lot of big windows? I have big windows, but they are a little janky. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. There's a lot of room cracks. For, yeah. Yeah. My yeah, mine don't shut all the way. There's like a good like centimeter of like space. Yeah, same. It's character, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's character. Like, yeah, it's it's it's. Quirky. When you get out of the shower and you're like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But that's uh, New York, baby. Speaking, speaking of, of New York. Uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, Emilio, go so ahead. So you grew up in LA, right? I did, and you yeah. You spent some time in LA during COVID. So I did. Big question. You're who's back, winning though. the war? New York or LA? <sighs> you can piss the people off. Yeah. Cool. I know. I'm like, we'll, how we'll, honest we'll, do I want to be here? Um, but I guess I'm just gonna be entirely transparent. The truth is yes. I was also living with my parents while I was okay. in LA. So just right, a recipe fair. for disaster. How <laughs> much can you really love a city when you're like regressing back to your 16 year old self? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever I left the house, my parents were like, where are you going? Which time are you going to be home? Oh, no. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They love to ask you that. Um, they, they love it. Yeah. I don't know. My sister moved to LA last year and she truly like leveled up into the person she was supposed to be. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, she became like a tranquil, happier person. She like goes on runs every morning and goes to the farmer's market and cooks herself breakfast. And her life is just gorgeous. But the truth is she really needed that like Zen in her life Uh because she's Mm -hmm. like a pretty all go intense person. I am like relatively mellow. Mm. So I kind of need New York to bring the chaos to me. Yeah. In order to like make me a harder worker to inspire me to make my day more interesting. Otherwise, I will literally do nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, I can totally agree. Right. I also feel like, like I start thinking too much when I'm in the suburb or like a suburban place. Yes. And yeah, yes. it's all downhill from there. Yeah. I, I just like will sit on the sofa and I just won't shower and I'll just watch TV and I won't even feel bad about it when I'm in LA. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's me right here. That's, yeah. that's me in New York. I feel like I'm on a perpetual like vacation anytime I visit there. And even times like um, I work in music. So at one point I was there for like two months and I just, I couldn't get in like the mood to work. It just, yeah, it felt like I was like always on vacation. It's, it's like rehab. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like mental yeah. rehab. Yeah. I go uh, there that- Sounds nice. And I just like drink so much water and I wear sweatpants and I don't do anything. And then I come back to New York and I'm a normal person again. But that's just my relationship with New York. I know a lot of people can have, I know a lot of New York incredibly toxic, which it is. Yeah. And they go to LA and they're so much happier. Um, For me, I, yeah, I just, I, I never say never, but as of right now, I definitely love New York and I can't imagine living in LA full time. No, we love to hear that. Like, do you, yeah, well, it's like it's like the COVID element to it. I'm like curious about that, you know, because it's like, all right, like LA is like locked down again, mm-hmm. but here in New York, even though there's always like talk of it, everyone here, it's like you don't want to say these things out loud because then people would be like, wow, look, look, you all are taking it serious, you know. But um, it's very uh nonchalant here, as uh Caitlin Phillips would say. Cool. <laughs> I don't um, know. It's weird. Well, uh, speaking of Emilio's music career, uh, <laughs> before you got into The Strategist, um, you used to work for Interscope Records. This is you guys really doing your research, and I'm impressed. Was, we just listened to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all no, we I mean, yeah, it's, it's an We're talking about when Chris um, Black came for me, came for my whole yeah, life. Well, yeah, Rio's responsible for Billie Eilish's success. Yeah, all her success. You know, okay. Um, that's not true. I'm definitely not responsible <laughs> for her success. I worked on a very small team um, where I was like the label liaison uh, mm. publicist. So Billy mm. works with an amazing publicist called Alex Baker, which she has since day one. And I worked with Alex Baker on the label side to kind of like help her get anything she needed from the label for Billy, help her with any press. Sometimes mm. I, if I was like, did really well, I would also help her get press. Um, and yeah, it was a crazy thing. It was, a, it was, it's crazy. It's crazy because, you know, as someone that's worked in PR and marketing um, on a, for a major label, you spend so much time trying to make something click and resonate with people. And mm-hmm. Billy, it was just instant. It was from the start. I remember her first show ever someone who worked at Interscope's daughter was there and she pointed at her and she was like, I want to be her. I've never wanted to be someone so much in my life. I want to be her. It was instant. It's like walking out the movie theater. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. Um, And, you know, Billy was always extremely headstrong. She always knew what she wanted to do. I think so much of that had to do with the fact that it was only ever her and her brother working on the record. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like all these people can try and take credit for Billy mm-hmm. and Phineas's shit. Like, but it's always just been them. Yeah. Because it was just them, always them two working together with their parents in their parents' house. It's, it's, um, so yeah, it, it was wild. And it, I, the, I worked on their EP, Don't Smile at Me. And a, yeah, I had left a long time before her first album came out. So yeah. she was, she was really, really young. She was like, I think 15. Yeah, I mean, I remember yeah. those like early SoundCloud days, um, mm-hmm. which I think that EP like lived on because Spotify wasn't really like a booming the booming platform that it is now. But um, yeah, that do you, did you? Um, this is completely unrelated to skincare. But no, no, no. I don't know please, how closely like, you worked with her. Did you find I that never get asked about this? So it's interesting. Um, <laughs> was she like someone that um, the label was like pushing her to like career or like image trying to build like an image? 
or was she just like so insistent on like doing exactly what she wanted? Yeah. So many times I get asked like, was Billy an industry plant? Like mm-hmm. how much of her mm-hmm. identity was built by Interscope? And it's so crazy because truly 0%. Yeah. Um, she, anytime someone brought her something from the label, she'd be like, that's disgusting. I hate it. Oh Any God. idea. She thought everyone okay. was lame. She thought everyone was old. That's, fi- Wait, that's 15, that's baby. That's, yeah. You just come out with the opinion. She opinions. had such a vision. She had such a vision. Yeah. I don't know where she was even like pulling these references from, mm-hmm. but she always knew she'd walk in. And, you know, at this point I worked at Interscope for two years. I had had a lot of meetings with a lot of artists and yeah. mm-hmm everyone can we name any of those? can we can we name some I some would, big ones i'm trying to think of any i mean tyga is probably the biggest besides her. oh my man's on only fans now did you see that correct <laughs> and i'm so happy for him um <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with that no, but I, just funny, I, yeah. I, I love funny that it. he's doing I absolutely love to yeah. see it. um i'm trying to think of anyone else a lot of really really small acts as well yeah billy was definitely the the biggest I was, you know, I was the youngest on the team. So I, there were a lot of other people my age, but, you know, mm. I, we got small acts and I just, I just struck gold with Billy, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. But Tyga, I was just like helping out with, it was a lot of like, can you get him this thing or can you kind of like listen in on this interview, et cetera. Yeah. But, you know, a lo- all that to say, so many artists come in and, and need guidance and they want the label's opinion and, and they're like, what should we do? What do you guys think? Billy mm-hmm. never needed that ever, yeah. which is so crazy. That's, that's something I really need to hear. And <laughs> nothing was better than looking at this 15 year old girl, like eating Doritos and <laughs> telling this like old, like 50 year old white dude, like you're old and I don't like your opinions. And, like they're lame. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like this really, yeah, pa- yeah. like these really powerful record executives. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, if anything, is just such a lesson in, in how much staying true to yourself. I know it's so corny, but no, everyone was like, you know, Billy, no. you should wear, like, what if you like wore, you know, something a little bit more feminine? Like, we know you like, and she was like, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. And now it's like, it's such a vibe. It's like such a look and people love her for it. Yeah. Right. Um, but the amount of times people were like, what are her outfits? Why is she wearing that? We got to get her to like wear something else <laughs> or do Man. something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Evan, should we do uh, that skincare segment? <laughs> what's the, what's the, the skincare segment? of the segment? week, but throw it on Rio. Oh, so, yeah. We, we do it. Uh, <laughs> what, is the, what is this thing we do? <laughs> oh, ingredient. All right. We have a thing called ingredient of the week. Okay. Um, what, all right. What ingredient would you plug right now for people? What's the hot? Um, that's not on anyone's radar. Yeah. Or maybe it is on their radar and you're just like. Do you know what ingredient I really like that kind of gets slept on is propolis? Okay. Not familiar. Mm-mm. Not familiar. So it is the glue that um, bees use on their honeycomb. Oh, it's like a sealant. Yeah. That's, that's, cute. that's cute. It's yeah. Like, I use that a lot in Mexico. I just didn't know what the word was for it in English. Anyway. It's so good in skincare. It is mm-hmm. like a wonderful hydrating and kind of like plumping, but also very like reparative ingredient. It's kind of like a snail. Yeah. Um, okay. Snail mucent. Um, in, in that it's kind of like a do it all ingredient, Mm -hmm. but is also very gentle. So it's not like a retinol where you're going to see wild, crazy effects and you're going to really see your skin changing. But I think it's just kind of one of those ingredients that every time I use it, I wake up and I'm like, I like the way my skin looks today. Yeah. I have like a little vial of just like straight, like. It, it's just the ingredient in there and I don't know how to use oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. You but should what... try it on a, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I've never used it like in its pure form, <laughs> Yeah. but I would be interested to see if you like pick a zit or if you have a scab or oh, something, yeah. you should put it on oh. it and see what it does. Yeah. I'm going to try that out. Yeah. Let idea. me know. I'm actually really curious. Yeah. Um, but Causarex, which is a brand that I, I think you guys earlier asked me what a brand I loved and I didn't somehow I did didn't answer it. But Causarex is a brand that I mm-hmm. adore and it's incredibly affordable. And yeah. I love so many of their formulas and they just came out with a whole propolis line. Ooh, propolis. Yeah. Propolis. Their propolis moisturizer and toner are both fabulous and pretty affordable 
not incredibly affordable. I think they're like maybe $30 or under, mm. um, but they're mm. great. Yeah. And okay. people sleep on propolis. Yeah. Propolis won't be sleeping <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, I should try that out. Yeah. I, I going th- always through your list of uh, products. I'm always, it's very, oh, we wanted to ask you like, you're a big uh, sheet mask proponent. Oh, yeah. Are you still that way? I mean, maybe less so than I think I used okay. to be. I mean, I, I love an essence. I truly love yeah. an essence. And that will never stop. I mean, I saw, you know, I did a sheet mask the other day. I used to have like a sheet mask problem, though. Like I loved <laughs> to do sheet masks. Now I, I do think I've been getting into more wash off masks but i think that honestly a lot of that has to do with the fact that wash off mask formulas are getting so innovative yeah um mm. kind of as like a ripple effect of the the boom of sheet masks mm-hmm. i think people were kind of like how can we create something that elicits this kind of response from people but it's a little bit more environmentally friendly and does the right. job well yeah because you know before there were only like those clay mass like it was like aztec clay mm. and stuff like that which is great i'm not knocking that <laughs> yeah. but right i feel like in the past year or so a lot of wash-offs have hit the scene that i'm very yeah. into yeah what is yeah. this is just me being a fan what are some of your favorite wash-off <laughs> uh face masks oh you know what's so good do you know that brand clur uh yeah, k-l-u-r yeah um they're amazing yes yeah and they just put out a um sheet mask I mean not a sheet mask a wash off mask it's kind of like it's like a blend of clay and I think it has also like niacinamide and panthenol in it and it's really it's really good it's it's one of those masks where if you're having um a kind of a bad skin day and you just Mm want to kind of calm everything down and soothe it and do like a very gentle purification without it being super stripping that's Mm -hmm. a good one amazing wrote it down it's really great it's 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 pretty expensive it's like 60 bucks um but it's really it is really good and the founders are awesome great yeah cool um well we know you know we won't keep you much longer at all you know you we've loved spending time with you today uh glad you could meet our little zoom meeting um but we we do this thing when we sign off uh it's called the dewey do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. uh sometimes we prepare for it and we like (laughs) write down like uh, you know, oh, like do this, don't do this. Um, it could be anything related. It could be skincare related. It could be just life related. Like a 2021 um, version, you know, do this in 2021. Do that, do that. You know, maybe get really specific. Maybe you can tease out some of your book. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll kind of like kick it off, um, kind of close things out. Uh, you know, Emilio, do you have a do we do? Um, quick, do we don't? Quick, um, sincere, do we do? Do try to stay even more in touch with your family during these holiday during this holiday season. Um, if you're not able to be with them, that's really sweet. Yeah, I'm a sweet um, boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback uh, on. Do we do uh, stay true to yourself like Billie Eilish? <laughs> that's corny, but you know I love it. I love it. Um, what about you, Rio? Do you got one? Do we do, or yeah, do we do? Ask any question. Nothing's too mm. stupid. That's yeah. mine. Yes. Good. Okay, and, and do we do um, drink a lot of wire, wa- wire, water, and buy a humidifier? Yes, humidifiers are gorge. Muji had one on sale that I slept on, and I kind of bummed about it. But I know there's to... so much stuff I slept on yesterday, but I just couldn't get it together. Yeah. Oh, I always black out uh, <laughs> Black Friday and like Cyber Monday because it's so overwhelming. It's yeah. so overwhelming. It's scary. Cause I, yeah. Because I like you, I just don't know what I want. I know. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like you, and the thing arrives and you're like, wait, I, did I need I this? Just feel like did I like, need was it. I even yeah. thinking about someone else? You know, like right. I got a projector. That was it, I think. Oh, you got a projector? Yeah, That's so fun. Projectors are so fun. Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of it. Do we don't? Do we don't? Uh, fuck. <laughs> I'm always bad at this. <laughs> that could be it. Unless I come prepare with it. Um, but we can have time. Amelia's really good at it. Do editing, we do pre-order so. Rio's book coming out in March? Yes. Oh yeah. Let's face it. Yes. Wait, do we a little? There we go. Boom. There it is. 
Let's um, face it, secrets of a skincare obsessive. Yeah, I have. There's a bunch of places you can pre-order. You can pre-order at um, Amazon, of course, or mm -hmm. Barnes & Noble, places like that. But if you go to my link in bio on my Instagram, you can also find local bookstores Great. Um, where you can pre-order them from, which I recommend you guys do if you want to buy my book. Absolutely. Little story. I was uh, trying to simp hard on the Let's Face It pre-order, and uh, I sent a screenshot to Rio with the Amazon, but I was like, look, when it actually comes out, I'm going to a local bookstore. Yeah, I was like, this looks so bad because it looks... It, well, because I went to I went to the websites that like aggregate local bookstores, yeah. and I think like it's like uh, because it comes out in March, Yeah. it was kind of like, I was like, oh, you know, I want to make sure I get one secured, but... um. Maybe we'll do like a little giveaway she when that loves. time comes around. Oh, yeah, and we'll I would them. love yeah. that. That would be awesome. Would love to do that. Do you guys have big plans for the rest of today? Uh, laundry. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I have, I have to work, work yeah. I guess. Yeah, I got things. I got things to do. Yeah, I'm on, but, I'm on my um, lunch break. <laughs> oh, okay. oh man, well, are you? Uh, I'm sorry to take you away from. No, are uh, you kidding? This was so fun. It was so great to talk to you guys, and uh, I'm obsessed with your account, and um, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute wow. pleasure. Pleasure's all ours. Thank you so much. I likewise. hope that I did yeah. a good yeah. job of like communicating today. And truly, I was I was kind of nervous to come really? on this because like I'd never talked about the book. Oh, so yeah. I'm sorry if it was a little no. jumbled and I sounded no, no, no. crazy. So it was great. No, it no, is. we're we're equally crazy. And um, no, it sounded. Guess what? You know, um, I have a state degree in communications. <laughs> so if you need oh, okay. like, uh, some training, yeah. some PR training, which some I have media no training, in, some <laughs> media training, I could help out. Um, it would be totally injected with Twitter speak and just <laughs> online nonsense but it would work perfect you yeah. get a huge a new segment of people to read oh the book. i will look forward to that <laughs> deeply cool well we'll, we'll let you get going enjoy the rest of your day thank you guys so much <laughs> rio thank Definitely. you so much again yeah.